1: Welcome, everybody, to episode 75 of Google with One Mike. I am your host, Dwayne, co-hosting with producer Steve, and we'll be joined shortly by none other than the man, the myth, the legend, Johnny Cullen Cully. Uh, Until then, though, uh, a lot to cover over the last few days in the hockey world. Um, You know, obviously, you know, you have... Just recently, uh, just being uh, tweeted out, I believe, earlier by Elliot Freeman, and now it's gaining some steam. The Jack Eichel to the Vegas Golden Knight trade rumors are beginning to heat up quite a bit. Um, and on top of that, I know, I know you have a big win by the Buffalo Sabres last night against the Anaheim Ducks, 4-3 overtime on a rasmus Asplund goal uh, off a beautiful pass from uh, Victor Olofsson. And um, you know obviously the most important you know all of this is secondary to the j uh jamie i'm sorry the kyle beach uh story um and the chicago blackhawks scandal um uh, covering up sexual assault Just a lot to cover uh on this uh, 75th episode of two goals on mike steve
2: absolutely it's uh it's definitely been one of the more eventful weeks in the world of hockey
1: so uh lot to talk about yes absolutely um and, you know, before we get in, because I'm, I'm going to want to be able to talk about the Kyle, the Kyle Beach uh, stuff, you know, and what happened with Chicago uh, more extensively. So we're going to get to that in a little bit because uh, I want to give it the time it deserves. So for right now, let's, you know, let's just talk about um, <laughs> what could honestly possibly could come down tonight is a, a Jack Eichel to, uh, to Vegas trade rumor and what that return could be you know i i haven't i haven't i'm not too privy to the vegas golden knights uh roster and who is or isn't available but i've seen some names thrown around steve
2: as have i um oh, one of the uh what are the names you see more often than not uh they kind of need to equalize in cap even with uh i believe what was it uh Mark Stone going on injured reserve there mm-hmm. for the foreseeable future, um, but uh, that said, uh, people people have uh, said maybe just maybe either Tuck or uh, Smith might be the guy coming back as just a uh, yeah here and now kind of player, um, just to free up that space, just as more of, more of like an accounting move rather than them wanting to move off from Riley Smith or you know Tuck, but.
1: Yeah, and, you know, with the injuries to Pacioretty and, uh, uh, like you said, Mark Stone, they, they, I mean, they're in a kind of a win-now mode. Uh, so, you know, bringing in Jack Eichel would make a ton of sense for them, especially if he's ready to go and he gets the surgery he wants in possibly, you know, anywhere between, you know, two to three months. And now we're joined by fellow co-host Johnny Cullen, uh, fresh out of hockey. Johnny, just talking about the Jack Eichel trade speculation that's heating up quite a bit today. The Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, You know,
0: I was able to catch uh, you guys catch with Darren Dreger on with Baron uh, this morning.
1: Yep, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Elliot Freeman uh, is throwing a lot of gas on that fire. Not to just maybe like an hour or so ago.
0: Well, like you you said, Dwayne, last night it'll be interesting to see. You brought up the Pachetti and the Stone injuries. Um, We saw what Tampa Bay did with the 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 finangling. Of the, of the long-term injured reserve because they're right up against it with the cap, you know, with that, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of money got tied up with Pat, uh, not only uh, Stone's contract but bringing in Petrangelo, not a friend of the program, no big deal, uh, Kali's first captain. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they've seemed to, I, I don't want to say right the chip, but they, they struggled out of the gate, but they've, they've won the past couple, um, and I'm sure that helps. But, yeah, I mean, hey, it makes sense. Like they haven't been able to get over the hump. So surprising, looking back at last year's playoffs. You know the Montreal Canadiens just as a whole, but the fact that Vegas is the team that couldn't, you know, take them down, right? Like, I I don't know. So like, you got to think if you're Vegas, you got to add some another piece. And Eichel at his best makes sense. Yeah, but my question does. to you, Dwayne, is like. With with this surgery, because you we, we, we're under the understanding that he goes to Vegas and Vegas lets him get his surgery, right? Correct. Absolutely. What what does that do to the compensation we get back? Um is is there a lot of caveats to it, right? Is it games played? Is it you know what I mean? Um, because you, I think you would hope to, you know, on top of getting first-round picks, I think you would hope to get players, right? And it's tough to put caveats on a trade with players, right? It's easy to do draft picks that change, but we're talking about live bodies. How is that going to work, guys?
1: Um.
0: I, know I mean, see, that's a tough. Tough
1: question. It's, it's, it's a, that's a tough question to answer. Um, yeah. another team too. I, I I know they they they. I think I heard today mm-hmm. that the the Ducks moved Raquel to the IR. Is it IR possibly? I think I heard. So oh, I don't sorry, even Raquel. think the Ducks the, the Ducks are. Uh, yeah, Raquel, Raquel. I don't even think the Ducks are completely out of the question too, because their name has been thrown around a lot too. So maybe this could turn into a bidding war. And I think the best thing for Buffalo is a bidding war. Between oh, both those teams, you, you know it. you need you want a bidding war because that you know that, yeah, that could up your return for sure. Um, Buffalo has to take on some some probably a bad contract possibly too, and we absolutely have the space to do that. Now, one of the names that gets thrown around uh, quite a bit is uh, Peyton Krebs, uh, their top end prospect. Another um, another name thrown around is uh, Lucas, uh, and I, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, Lucas uh, Venice um uh so i'm not too familiar with him uh he was selected 127th overall in 2017 by uh by vegas um i'm not too familiar with who this player is um but he's out of sweden um just trying to pull up his his, his elite prospects page right now um but this this season and i mean not off to a hot start. He has one point in two games, but last season with the uh, Henderson silver Knights in the AHL uh, 24 points in 37 games. So I'm hoping that's not the return you're getting for Jack like, or the centerpiece isn't revolved around this kid, uh, Lucas Alvinas.
0: To be honest, fellas, that's what scares the hell out of me about, about this whole thing. Now you look at, uh, it's tough. There's no comparables, right? But you look at um, a situation like Tarasenko in St. Louis. Now, it looks like the men, they're on the mend, and, and he might stay. And, and, you know, he's doing well. But him doing well is best-case scenario for St. Louis, because even if they don't keep him, he's driving his values through the roof. Where, mm-hmm. in our situation, it's 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 the complete opposite, right? And, I mean, to lose a guy where realistically when you look at what what went into getting jack eichel not uh, tanking for you know a whole season and not only that but like he you tried to build around this guy for what seven years six years
2: yeah
0: um it's tough to, to to i mean i wouldn't want to be kevin adams right now because you know every gm that is coming back is probably using that hey and you're bang on, Dwayne. We want a bidding war. We need it. We need it because you need a without more. it, you know, the centerpiece coming back in this deal could be fucking a used bus or a bag of a bag of pucks. Right? You
1: def- I think I think, okay. and and rightfully so, you should, at your Kevin Adams, you should be terrified of what happened uh, with Ryan O'Reilly. You have to be. You you can't have that happen twice. Uh, you know, twice. I mean, granted, he had nothing to do with that. That's not his fault. That's not on him. But at the same time, you, you you can't let that happen again here, especially with a player as valuable, and I don't care what anyone says about the injury, as valuable as Jack Eichel.
0: So let me, let me ask you this, Sarge, Steve. Um, what, what position-wise, is is there any – do you guys lean any way? If, if, if you could choose the centerpiece of the player coming back, the prospect, is there any position you guys would prefer?
2: Honestly, I think we're still – both defense and offense. I think we need a little more attention on the right side of things. Our left side is pretty darn stacked at the moment. Most of our wingers are left wingers more so than right wingers. Um, Obviously center depth is a, it's an issue for every single team. It's, it's never, never it's never, it's never something that you always have on lock. Yeah. All it takes is, you know, a Mark stone getting injured and all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, we, we can really use the center here. Huh? But that said, if, if i had to prioritize based on position rather than the quality of prospect i would be leaning towards more people that play on the right side than the left because i think i mean especially in the D pairings, uh you know if right right now it's yoki haru Pizik who is playing great and then colin miller are three genuine right d uh right wingers uh it's There's tough. no one that leaps out to me that actually genuinely plays right wing. It seems like it's a lot of lefties that just move yeah. over to the right side. And I'm thankfully un- they're good at it, but, you know.
0: Steve, what's funny is I'm, I'm cap friendly, and I think they do a great job. Le- legit, Jeff Skinner, Victor Olofsson, Anders Bork, um, and Drake Kajula are all listed as left wing, right wing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And It's just It's just funny. To me, like that, that many guys um, are are they play both, and I'm sure that's not all, right? Like, a, you know, other guys just have it listed as right wing have played on on the other side as well. So, um yeah, it's it's interesting. I I just it, it kills me that the the surgery. I don't know. Wait, one thing. Did you guys talk about the grievance yet?
1: Uh, no. The yeah, the grievance. That's honest to God, though. Honestly, God, I'm not worried about any grievance, Cully, because you know what? It's no, 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 man.
0: The PA is pretty clear. I just yeah. think it's an interesting piece to this.
1: Yeah, they're, 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 I, other teams shouldn't be trying to use the grievance as a bargaining chip and a trade for Jack Eichel, saying that should devalue who you know the return because now you have to trade him. No, not at all. The Sabers don't have to trade him. It's worded pretty clearly in the CBA. The Sabers yeah. are within their right to do what they're doing, and the Players Association agreed to said CBA. So I'm not worried at all about what that CBA says because that's neither here nor there. Um, I commend Kevin Adams for sticking to his guns, and I hope that he isn't buying into that whole idea ordeal. That oh, you have to make this trade now because if you don't, you know, you you know, he could file a grievance, and then obviously that makes dealing him much more difficult if at that at that any point. And I'm not sure about the specifics of you know what it says. So uh,
0: I I I I'll, I'll chime in on what I know. Um, the grievance is you know you're, it's almost like a, a move his agent is making, knowing that it's not going to do much, because the language is like you said in the in the CBA, very clear on this that that the team is in control, but it's it's something that you know you do anyways, just, just so you can tell your client, Hey, I'm doing everything I possibly can. Um, the, the way, like the way I've heard it from the, the insiders and correct me if I'm wrong guys, is that like, there's almost no, no chance to, that they could, that this could force the Sabres to do anything. Right. Am I, am I wrong there? Am I
1: off? No, you're, you're not wrong.
0: So, I yeah, I, I think you're right there to, 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 to not worry too much about it. I just think it's an interesting piece to all of this um, that, that, you know, the casual fan might not understand exactly what goes into all this. And you know what's going to be even more interesting? When this CBA is up, this is definitely going to be on on the front burner, right? From, from the, oh, players, yeah. from the yep. players' association side, um, you got to think a uh, guy of, of, of Jack uh, Eichel's caliber and skill going through this in this public of a is it's going to be put on the front burner but like we just it, it it just got signed right we're 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 seven eight years away from yeah that, you know? yeah
1: it's it, it's going to be a little bit yeah. ways away before they can renegotiate this so this is something that the players association is just going to have to swallow and be like you know we screwed up here you know we gave we took that right away from the players and it blew up in our faces
0: um, did you guys go over last night's game yet? Not yet.
1: Uh, no, not quite yet. Uh, uh, we're obviously going to get to the Kyle Beach and the Blackhawks uh, sexual assault scandal, but I want to give that the time it deserves. So I, I said we're going to do that right at the end.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, if you guys don't mind, my thoughts on last night's game, I was able to do, um, you know, for those that don't know, Quentin Musty uh, drafted first overall in the NHL. We're going to be able to get him on here. He's from Hamburg. First, uh, you know, local guy to get go first overall because I don't think Kane, Kane didn't go first overall. He was one of those. No, he didn't. Hold out for London. What?
1: No, okay. oh, oh, for the OHL. Yeah, no, he was one of those guys that said, no, I'm
0: going to college. And then London took him, you know what I mean, with their pick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so Quentin Musty, he's up in Sudbury doing well. Great kid. um, Friend of the program. Um his younger sister, Mac, is who I just trained. Boys, this she is going to be playing for Team USA one day. Right now, she plays for the Buffalo Regals Boys Triple A SCTA team for her age. She's that good. That's awesome. Um, but in nice. in in the reason I brought that up, sorry, is I, I broke down a few of the goals, and, and the one that kills me um, is the the um, I forget who what what which, which I think was the second one. Um, where, you know, you have Anderson make make a great save. Um, he kind of pushes the puck out a, to a the good right. good
1: peak with the saves, yeah.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, you have your goalie make those saves, and, and you see the Sabres pack it in defensively. Victor Olofsson getting a puck as the acting center and absolutely shits his pants and puts it right back. Yeah. Like It like, like almost like a pass to the other team, and it's in the back of your net. Uh, It didn't help that, I think it was Will Butcher that fell in the corner, Dwayne. Am I right?
1: Uh, Yeah, Will Butcher took a tumble in the corner and couldn't get back to his man. He played
0: getting back to his guy. Um, Is there anything Craig Anderson could do there? I'm not going to fault him. He, He played excellent last night. Would have liked to see him maybe try to block the pass, knowing that maybe he didn't know Butcher had blown a tire, right? But when you watch that back, I think that the onus is is on Olafson there. That's an avoidable play, right? In a game where if they don't score that goal, it stays three one. Maybe we don't even get to three three. But I don't know about you two. I when it got to three three, even though we played well, like I I tightened up. I don't know about you guys. I t- yeah, I, 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 I I'm not
1: gonna lie. I I, I didn't at first. And I don't mean to sound you know sound negative here, but I wasn't expecting them to come back in overtime and Not get that all. one known at all because they were on their heels a lot. Yeah, Craigie, Craigie made some big saves for them and Victor made a very very high level individual play. Uh, you know, cut through traffic, uh, got the pass over to um on the backhand, Ask Man the Aspen Ashman and uh <laughs> Asman
2: Asman
1: I think I think of that I think of that episode of Seinfeld where uh, Kramer gets the wrong license plate and he, get, he gets he gets a pl- license plate from a proctologist. Yes, the proctologist and, and it says and it says ass man on it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, I feel bad for for every generation of kids that was born after us because they didn't get to grow up on the same oh, thing with Seinfeld. Um everything I know about life is from Seinfeld. Um oh, so thank you. Um, Larry David for that, um, oh, yeah. ass man. No, but you know what, guys? How about like, what can be? How much can we talk about the emerging cohesion between Ass Asplund and and Victor Olsson? Like, I I am it's starting to click. Next to midnight, dude. It, just watching them Together. play, and, and to hear not only that, but I think it was post game comments. Um, one of the guys, I think maybe it might've might been Craig Anderson, might've been uh, Donny Granado, just talking about the way that they, they've gelled off the ice as well. Like that's the shit you love to hear. When's the last mm-hmm. time we've heard sound bites like that uh, coming out of this this organization? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like two positive young players that are gelling in the right direction that could be anchors of your top six for years to come. I mean, I'm sure it helps that they're both Swedes, right?
1: Yep. Yeah, I think I, I, I you, you've seen a focus on them drafting those Russian and European players too. Something we haven't seen a ton of in the past. And I think, I think Kevin Adams loves that style of hockey that they have going on over there. That you know, based on a lot of possession and speed, and just very, really highlighting the you know the exciting part of the game, which is offense. And you know, you, you. Granted, you know, Asplund wasn't a, or neither Asplund or Olivson were Kevin Adams' picks. But you see, in the last draft, in the draft before that, there was there was a lot, a big highlight on the European and Russian hockey players.
0: But go back to go back to when when um, who's the old coach? Uh, Ralph Kruger. <laughs> God. Were, were we seeing were we seeing this out of them under him? I think if there's one player that you look that, you know, we always knew Victor Olivson was great he was a benefactor of a lot of power play goals, but I think if there's one guy five on five that, that looks like, like he's taking a huge forward under Granato, I think they all have, but it's gotta be Victor Olison for me. Yep. 100%. I think you can go down the roster and say it for everybody, but for me, you know, now he, that kind of like losing Sam Reinhardt hurt. I loved Sammy and and I'm happy to see Mm -hmm. him having some success for sure in, in Florida. He gets to play with Jumbo Joe. Um, I just realized that the other day, not with him, but like in the locker room and, and, and obviously they're, 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 they are they are they are they they got to be the favorite. They're on a heater right now. Um, you know, but I think this, to see Olafson take that step and to, and to move into that role and kind of be one of the guys, um, is it fair to say that he's part of that leadership group? I think, he, Oh, I think so. Yeah. There, right. I
1: mean, yeah, it, it he's mean, been there for a minute. It takes, you know, it it takes – you have to go – if you have a player like him who's succeeding and playing so well and really made a huge transition in his game from where he was last year and to this year, which, again, we could say five-on-five is absolutely night and day. And not to mention, guys, he's distributing the puck a lot better. Like, we just kind of noticed him. He's a goal scorer. He sits in that spot on the PP and scores goals. You mean Jack Eichel even said it on spit and chiclets? This guy could score 40 in his sleep. And he's right. He can, you know, with the right center, he can. But he's distributing the puck now. He's playing a, a better two-way game. And you know, again, that pass. I mean, again, he he, he fought through traffic. He split the D and it, it just floated that pass over on his backhand. An unbelievable individual effort. And honestly, if Asplin Asplin, I mean, any of us could have buried well, that. Asplin
0: start started to play too, right? Like that yeah. like stretch pass yep. starts to play. But for As, I started to interrupt you. But what an effort from Olafson, Dwayne. You're absolutely right. That was incredible. I really didn't – I didn't see that coming. I think that we've seen sometimes almost teams playing back on their heels. I don't know if you guys caught it. Um, Wayne Wayne Gretzky brought up an idea that, you know, because you see sometimes teams, you know, almost regroup a lot, like uh, when they're in zone, that once you enter – like once you cross the red line in overtime, you can't come back like – outside of it it, with the puck. It's an out out there idea. Do you guys know what I'm talking about?
1: No, I I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: I just think it's interesting coming from the great one um, that that's his take on it. But like like you said earlier, we were on our heels. They had scored three straight to tie it up. You have every reason to believe that they're going to win that game, right? Um, I didn't feel good about it going to a shootout too, obviously because of New Jersey, you know. Um, but what a play! And Asplin, the, the hockey IQ to know that when he sees Victor cut across to get up in there, that's awesome. You got to love that. Why did I just go big? Get my ugly. Uh,
1: no, I'm uh, just trying to number highlight number everybody, just there. trying to highlight a little bit. A little bit. No, it, it, like you said, man, it, he's that's the Granado effect. That's I think as we start calling it the Donnie Meatball or the, the Granado effect is just you know, he's letting guys of you know who have. Offensive, these offensive capabilities, this higher end. You know, they're letting them go out there and they're letting them make play hockey and make hockey plays. Um, And I, even like again, even this is all crumbles to the ground and we end up being a bottom feeder team again. At least we're getting exciting hockey again. So I'm extremely ecstatic about this.
0: Guys, our goal differential is nine. You know, like you can say what you want about it being early and we've seen this before, but like. We're playing consistent hockey. You could call it ugly all you want, but nobody like I don't I don't know. Like I don't know what it, you know, I do know what it is. I think Donnie Granado's got a group that 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 has them saying, you know what, if everybody thinks we're a big fucking joke, then let's make them come in here every time they play us and have to fucking do everything play a perfect game to get two points from us. And and it's 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 me. when I told you this last night. And and, and that text. I haven't been ex- this excited to watch Sabers to stay up and watch a, a West Coast swing game in five, seven, six, ten years. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when's the last time when you guys were excited to watch? and a, a, stay up and when you work the next day and watch a, a West Coast game. You know?
1: Uh, I, it's you know. I would, normally, last
0: year. <laughs> yeah,
1: I would normally be literally in bed by the game started at 10, 10, 15. You know what I mean? It wasn't, <laughs> it, I wasn't enthused enough to be able to stay up that late. Um, but, you know, it, you know, this team has gotten me excited to be a Sabres fan again and excited to watch hockey again. And I stay, I was, I was we, were, we were talking on the phone for almost an hour last night after the game. You know, I would have never last year, but stayed awake. That late to watch Buffalo
2: Sabres hockey? Hell no. I think it's just, I think it's just the difference between Ralph and Donnie. is just Ralph had his system, and it was essentially trying to squeeze square pegs into round holes, and it just clearly didn't work. He wasn't playing to the strengths of the people that he had on the ice, and uh, when you're doing that, you're it's just going to set up everybody for failure, and then the more you fail, the more upset and frustrated and down on your game and down in the locker room that you get and then once that left once they finally got that 18 L streak off their back you know at that point it was like well there's nowhere to go but up from here and you know Donnie knew who he had he knew that they have talents he let them play to their strengths and in in the meantime he's been helping them work on the stuff that they're not so great at and you know like and I think it's because those expectations are you know everyone thinks we're a big fucking joke you know that it's just like you know what we can just all we can control is doing what we do on the ice and uh, you know playing the best game we can every night you know no one's gonna do it ever all eighty two games no team is perfect not even back to back cup champions Tampa Bay Lightning you know they lost to us five one just like the Habs did but
0: that said oh, shit, correction we shoved it up <laughs> their hoop five to one all right.
1: No, uh, guys, I'm just gonna tell you right now these these Eichel the Vegas rumors I'm reading on Twitter now it is really starting to heat up. Like I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be surprised this could happen while we're on air.
2: That'd be wild.
1: Yeah, like they are starting to heat up quite a bit, man. That's all it's that's all people are talking about on Twitter right now. Um, I'm not getting really any updates, but for for me just before we before we we we. we, uh, we transition over to the Chicago Blackhawks and Kyle Beach. I just want to touch on the one player that I would want back in this deal. You know, that has to be at the top of the list, and that's Peyton Krebs. Uh, you know, uh, right now, yep, right now he's playing in the AHL. Uh, five points in two games. Um, played seven games uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights with uh, with no points, but he's their these their top end prospects. Uh, last season in the uh, well for Team Canada in the U twenty in the World he Junior was Championship,
0: stud in the world, at, at
1: eight points in seven games, and uh, you know last year with I mean, one of uh, their the, captains too, yep, with the Winnipeg Ice, forty three points in twenty four games. That's the guy you got to get be getting back in that deal. Absolutely. So, let's let's, let's just picture this it.
2: real quick. Peyton Krebs in the center, JJ Paterka on one wing, Jack Quinn on the other. I'm gonna be in Rochester every single night,
1: boys. Yeah, like this. This Buffalo Sabres is
2: great, but when I can watch that an hour down the road, holy hell! Now, yeah. now that's I uh, think
0: they're they're, they're playing woo. their way in, into Buffalo sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. But it's exciting to see. You know, like I can't can't remember the last time we've been this excited about prospects that that, that weren't sent down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like um, the whole middle stat thing, um, and. I just want to say one thing before we transition. We have two goalies right now, and and I think you know since I maybe maybe one of Baran's good years or, or no probably Miller. Um, we I know it's early. Tkarski only has two starts. Craig Anderson only has five. Um, they both have sub two goals against average. And they both have, you know, Anderson has a 939 save percentage. Tokarski has a 950. Like, that's awesome. And, and for being a goalie podcast, I think, Dwayne, it's something you and I have talked about a ton. Um, you know, and this isn't, a, this isn't, you know, shitting on Carter Hutton. Um, but what what Craig Anderson, and you remember the did – you, did you see the, the postgame interview? Like, just hearing him talk – what a, and how excited
1: what he is. The, what guys, is! the guy, the guy, the guy. It sounds like he just drank three Red Bulls.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was funny uh, when. Yeah, what Bron uh, and them. Uh, yeah. Uh, said about, about him being a Red Bull spokesperson. Yeah. No, but it just—it just when I heard Granado say that, you know, when he came in, was he worried about his in shape? He's like, no, guy looks great. He knows what he says. He's in pro, and what he's brought to this group, you know, he, he's a, he's another reason why we win that game last night. You know. In, in years past, we, we easily give up that fourth goal. You know, he calms us down. Going back to just, just that one simple play right before we score in overtime. You know, goalies move the puck a lot. Instead, he takes the whistle. Just that veteran knowing, that, hey, we need a break here. We we need to get some other guys on, right? That that, that hockey IQ that you don't usually expect to see in goalies. Um, that's all I wanted to bring up there. Another surprise, too, is, is, is for me. He's got to beat Gergensen's. You know, the guy has always played hard. I got to play against him in the Fatty Hockey League. Obviously, he wasn't going all out in there, but um, to see him with three and three, he's a plus five. He, he plays, you know, any he'll do anything you want. Defensively, he's a horse. He's very hard to play against. Very, very good to see him back in in the lineup. And you know, who you got it. You know, he's been a part of that leadership group, and and just a guy that you're happy for, right?
1: Oh, I'm ecstatic for him. A static. Hello?
0: Hello? You hear
1: me. Oh yeah, no, I, I, was just, oh. I was just letting you go. Um, I, oh I no, I, no, know. I'm, I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely ecstatic for him. Um, I just, uh, I, uh, when you, when you watch Craigie and that, you know, the guy is so steady. Um, he, you know, granted he's old, he's not as quick as he used to be, but the guy, the guy is steady. He's, he plays outside the paint. He, his movement, his movement is very calculated. You know, it's kind of like, you know, he know he. Like, I, what did you say last night, Cully, when we were talking about him, uh, the type of style he plays again? Uh, I forgot how you worded it. Um, you do. Um, he's more, he
0: got tom feet, and he's yeah. just so good at reading the play, man. Yeah, cool.
1: he, he's. I, I don't want to say it like watching him. It's kind of like watching when Ryan Miller when we had Miller, but Miller really kind of read everything as it came to him. And was always looking to play ahead. Always yeah. was always calculating what was going to happen. You know, with, you know, not just the puck carrier, but the guys away from the puck. You know, it, it was a, it was a very it was very calculated and like I said, in all his movements the way he played the position. And I think of that when I see Craig Anderson, not because that's the way Craig has always played, but I think with his age, that's kind of like the way he has
0: to play.
2: Work smart, yeah. not hard.
0: Yeah, and, and, and you guys both hit the nail on the head. i just so happy for a guy that, you know, he even said it himself, I think a couple of games ago, thought about retiring if, you know, they won in Ottawa or wherever he was a couple of years ago and mm-hmm. um, played that mentorship role, didn't get a chance really last year. And here he is now, you know, in top, I think top five in both categories, um, you know, with what What does he have, Five, four wins and five starts. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just awesome to see. And and, and we, we've been saying it for so long. You just want a goalie to, to make the saves he needs to make, make a couple timely saves that maybe he shouldn't, but ultimately to give your team a, a chance to win the game. And that's what he's done every single night here. And I can't remember the last time we've had that. Well, it's probably Miller um, consistently. And so I'm just thrilled on that. Um, I do have to jet out here to make it to my next practice in 15 minutes. So I know that Dwayne, you wanted to give the Kyle Beach story, the time it deserves. Um, I just want to say, you know, a couple clicks for, and it doesn't even do it justice, but what, what the the courage, the, the, I, I, I don't even have the right words for it, fellas. I just, what, what he went through, and stepping up and, and being the the the, 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 the player to, to to take the stand and make the change that needs to be made, going up against the, the you know the evil. It, it really is the evil people. Like Aldrich, I I I told Dwayne, and I'll, I'll keep a lighter version, but not only does his name deserve to be xed off the cup, he should be locked up, and 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 throw away the key. Those wow. those are predators out there. And 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 I'll let you 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 touch on it, Dwayne. But I just I I you encouraged me to read more into the into the piece, and I did. And and the more I read into it, and the more I watched um, on the TSN report, incredible job by Rick Westhead. Um, He deserves a goddamn award for his reporting on this. But Kyle Beach, just you know, the whole hockey community's with you. And 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 I I just you, you you. you're, you're, you're almost disgusted to see what went on behind the scenes with some of these players. I, 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 I wanted to give, and, and, and I have no problem bringing this up uh, and, and talking to Dwayne last night, I wanted to give coach Quenville the benefit of the doubt. And I was so fucking wrong. And and I, and I, public, and I publicly, I'll say it right now. Um, we live in a, a time where sometimes we're, we're knee jerk reaction, cancel culture, but this is not one of those times. And and, um, he was definitely, you know, culpable and, and, and responsible and and Dwayne, I said it to you last night and I, and I, and, and I apologize for being wrong. Um, but just my hat goes off to the man that, that has, that has been through so much and, and, and has the courage to stand up and, 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 and fight the Blackhawks who are still trying to fuck him in court. You know, that's, that's the part that's, of me that fucking yep. angers me. Sorry, it, it, I know no, you wanted to. to no, it gets it,
1: it, it, it gets me fired up too, Cully. You know why? Because it's you know when this when this story first broke, uh, you know months ago, uh, it really hit hit me in the heart because obviously I have a lot of skin in this game. Uh, me and you have talked about it, Cully. Uh, you know I I you know I'm I'm only open with a very small amount of people and, um, you know the nhl and the chicago blackhawks not handling this back in 2010 and then it wasn't only up until 11 years later that when people's backs are against the wall and a lawsuit is being brought up against chicago uh that they finally decided now is the time to handle it and you know this is why people this is why things like the me too movement were so important and this is why you know, it's so difficult to, to come out and say something because uh, and I, I, I wanna say it might have been um I forget I forget who it
0: was you
1: no know, no not not Kim Alou, but no there was somebody in the past twenty four hours to call, who who called it it's like an old boys club the, the NHL and that's yeah. what it is. You know yeah,
0: no, 100%. It, you know and even it, back then too. Yep. Like it, it's gotten better but yep. it's still you know, obviously we see now it still needs, There still needs, there's something needs to be done for this to take this fucking long like that. Dwayne, that's what gets me, man. You hit the nail. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how fucking, how in the fuck could this be kept under the rug for 10 fucking years?
1: It's disgusting. And it, it, it you know, uh, it's not the first time people don't remember back in Toronto in the nineties. Mart, uh, I think it was Martin Cruz, uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs, I believe I want to say it was uh, Gary Cruz or Martin. I, I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be. Um, I want to say his name was Martin Cruz uh, with the Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, he ended up killing himself because uh, he, the sexual abuse that he that he uh, went through uh, while you know back in the '90s. And it's not the first time, not the first rodeo for the NHL to see something like this, and just the way they handled it is absolutely disgusting. It's reprehensible, and there, it has no place not just in hockey but in all of sports. And it's just another black eye on the NHL, the game we all love to watch. It, it, it's disgusting on so many levels. And, you know, when they finally came out with that report, and th- 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 just the mere fact that the NHL themselves didn't want to investigate this, even though you had so much stock, like, you know, th- there's so much weight in the argument that John Doe at the time was providing, like, this is what happened. I have these people speaking on my behalf that this happened. I, I spoke out in 2010 and you did nothing. And, you know, it led, it, it documented Bradley Alder, it led to more sexual assault and more rape. And the more, fact more, more that victims. there's those kids' innocence and their souls and their blood their life, is on their livelihoods, because you don't recover from that. I haven't recovered from it. You, Nobody you recovers from that. No, you just you don't. Never do. you're, 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 you
0: you're, don't. That's a scar for life. You don't. And, 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 and like you said, Dwayne, it could kill you. And it's killed people before. Like it's something that you never recover from.
1: You don't. It, the PTSD that you have from it, it's it's never ending. It's something that doesn't go away. And this is why people don't come out. And this is why it gets so much worse is because you can't openly talk about it. You can't be open. You know, with your maybe your friends or your family. And when you do come there, it's just you're just shoved to the side. It's a joke. Stan Bowman. Uh. uh Ch- Ch- uh I'm sorry, I, I, I butchered I'm shovel name. day off, shovel, shovel day off. Uh, you know, Quenville, all of them, they they all should never be involved with kids or hockey again. It's just you, you, you showed your true colors, and the only way, the only, and I don't want to hear the BS from, from from uh from Rocky, you know, or whatever. That, that, you know, the Stan Bowman he knows today, he feels that he would have handled it differently, you know, if this happened Stop. today. Bullshit. Bullshit. I, I call bullshit because you had 11 years, Stan Bowman. You had 11 years, Shalea. You had 11 years, Quenville, to say something and do the right thing. You had 11 years, and it only wasn't only until you were backed into a corner, Stan Bowman, that you did do the right thing. So, no, the Stan Bowman you know today – he didn't. No, he wouldn't have done the right thing. He wouldn't have. He still would still be out there in Chicago, you know, being the president of hockey ops or the general manager. Of the, he he wouldn't have cared. It you know he he still goes to bed fine. He would be still going to bed fine at night. It wasn't until Kyle Beach was brave enough to file this lawsuit after, and he, uh, he these are his words when he heard about what happened to that boy in Michigan. It made him want to pursue this, and he made him want to tell his story again. It wasn't until all that happened that Stan Bowman finally told the truth and implicated somebody like Joe Quenville. And shame on the Florida Panthers for not for allowing that man to be behind be the bench two nights ago because apparently going 7-0-0 and, and having being, being treated fairly in this process is more important than doing the right thing. Very Zito, go fuck yourself. That's a joke, an absolute joke. I, I'm so sick of it, man. I'm so sick of it.
0: And, and I, and I, 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 like I said, I, I wanted, and, and I was wrong. I wanted to give Q the benefit of the doubt because I, I, I didn't, you know, this was before I had read everything um, and, and had more facts. Um, wanted, wanted to believe. I let my fandom of the way he coaches get in the way thinking uh maybe you know with with um, with beach being a black ace maybe maybe quinville wasn't around what well. he didn't know well he did and 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 it's just they 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 deserve to be held accountable but here's the fucked up part like you mentioned Dwayne this should have been done ten years ago the fact that 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 Aldrich was given the option to 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 be let go and, and not only that, but given a glowing review so he could continue to groom and, and molester or, or do whatever fucking sick, fuck things he does to my, to kids and ruin lives. Um, it just makes, it make, with being a father, it makes me fucking, it makes me sick. It makes me angry. It makes me sick. It makes me feel so fucking hurt for these boys. Um, you know and I, I I was in I was in a pro locker rooms and I I, I didn't I I didn't go through any of that I, I but I, I I had a player come out to me and and he was I was the only one that he came out to uh, and it, it just sucked because that was a different time back then and, and and I'm happy to see that we're moving in the right direction but fuck, fuck them for for 10 years and to continue to fight him in court the fact that this w- hasn't been, we will do whatever you want, son. We have your back. Whatever you want done, we'll consider it done. The fact that they're still trying to fight this in court, uh, maybe that'll change now. I, I hope. Maybe. Um, where's Gary Bettman in this whole thing? I don't know, um, because you got to remember this is right at the start of the dynasty of the Darling Blackhawks, right? Yep. and 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 have... they,
1: they chose winning. They chose winning Stanley Cups yeah. over the the mental health. And the well-being of a player that they drafted and that they were put in charge of—that his well-being—I don't care. Like I said, John Tortorella said it best. You know, um, he, first off, he said it blew his mind that there wasn't a single guy in that locker room that couldn't stand up and say, "Hey, this is wrong. This guy doesn't need to be in the locker room." The very fact that this guy celebrated with the cup after got a day with the cup, got a Stanley Cup ring, and his name—I know, I know—they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're going through the process of with with the hall of fame the hockey hall of fame to get his name off the cup that is in the works which is good but the fact that his name has been on the cup for almost a decade is so gross and so repulsive and the fact that all that celebrating was done in front of kyle beach he even said outside it. it was disgusting to see this guy celebrate the cup knowing what he did to him and now today knowing what he did to all those other kids
0: it gets, it gets me. It really does. And, it, and, it, and, and I got a jet here in a minute and I, I just want to say one thing. I, I, I wanted to, to give the players, you know, I know Pat uh, Kane. Um, well, you know, he was a big part of my development. I, I hope to God he wasn't one of the guys that knew um, I, you know, it, 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 it it's going to be, it's going to be fucked up to, 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 as, as more and more comes out, um, because we're, we're, we're only finding out more and more people new right dwayne and nope. and and I, I I want to be careful to not knee-jerk react and 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 point fingers at every single player but the, the the more that comes out um it just we have to be careful that we don't indict the, the like every every single player but they because you know it wasn't their job to come forward but morally, you think they, you know, like I, I, don't, I don't know. How do you look at yourself in the mirror? Even, even though it's not your job to, to step up and do something, you're there to play hockey. Like, how do you, if, if you did know as a player, how do you, how do you live with yourself? You know,
1: like I said, uh, there are a lot of players that declined to be involved with uh, this investigation, which speaks volumes. Um, but
0: do you, do you know, do you know where I'm coming from? Like, I, I yeah, I, 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 I yeah. wouldn't want to be put in that situation. Um, especially if if I didn't have all the facts, because I'm sure they didn't. It, what like I know that there there was you know slurs talked about, and and some some players definitely knew because there was at least one guy on the team or on the Black Ace group that was you know talk like that 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 used uh, homophobic slurs against him, um, and, and made Kyle Beach's life more of a living hell. And that 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 player just deserves to never. Being able to touch the ice again, ban him from hockey—I don't give a shit. But I just—I think we have to—we we, we have to get to the bottom of it the right way and, and make sure that this doesn't happen again. And, and I'm gonna—I'm gonna leave it with that because I have to go. But but you know, credit to, to Kyle Beach um, and the way he's handled himself because I—I—I I, I, I can't imagine you know having the the courage to do what he's done. Um, and it's it's just sad. What this has even had to happen. Um And I, I hate to have to leave right now, boys. Uh,
2: no,
0: but this- Real
1: real quick, real quick before you leave, though, you know, you mentioned it earlier when we were texting and I, I 100% agree. Uh, every single team, I don't know who votes on it. Every single team, whoever is in charge of, of nominating a player from their team. I think this should be a layup. Uh I, I don't think they, any, any NHL roster player should be nominated for it. Hands down, go down the list. Kyle Beach should be nice, uh, nominated for the, uh, memor- the uh, Memorial King. Bill Master King. King. Masterton Trophy. Yeah, hundred percent because there's no there, there's a single player in the NHL that has anything close to the amount of courage, bravery, perseverance, and you know just what he's just done in the last 24 hours for the game of hockey. You know he's done you know he's he's moved mountains for the game of hockey in the last 24 hours, and you know to change the culture of this game. And if the, he's, it's a layup to me. He should be an honorary winner of the Bill Masterton trophy.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I stole that idea. I I I heard it floating around. I wanted to bring it up. I'm happy you brought it up. Um when I when I heard it, it, it like I said, it was a slam dunk. I think it makes the most sense. Does it solve anything? No, but it does, it does, it does, it, it at least gives him the the vindication. Vind- I don't know if it's the right word vindication that 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 what he did is deserving of recognition because of his bravery and his ability to speak out against such horrors. Like really as a father now, like I really am angry. It's going to be tough for me to to go coach kids now thinking of what this fucking, this, this, this animal has done. You know, um, I, I hate to leave on that note. Um, I know you guys will will, will do a great job in, in taking care of the rest of it. Uh, I I appreciate, um, everyone listening um, on, 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 a lighter note, go Sabres. I'm excited to, 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 to watch the game with, with my daughters this weekend. Um, But um, you know, Dwayne, I'm, I'm sure you'll, you and, you and Steve will, will will do a great job um, continuing the conversation that needs to be had. Um, But, but shame on those that, that knew and and shame on those that did nothing Um, because it, it, at, at, that's that's um, I, that's how I'm gonna leave it. I, I just I if if you knew when you did nothing, I, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? How do you how do you live with yourself?
1: They've been doing it for eleven years. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Uh,
0: a sad sad note. Um, I hate to leave you guys, but I do have to to get to a a, a practice with uh a, a Regal's team. So um, got to fly to the pew. Um, we'll see you boys soon. Um, to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Dwayne, Steve, appreciate you guys working with my schedule here. Um, hope you have a great rest of the show. And 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 hey, let let this be hopefully the last time this is ever ever have. And and it probably won't be, but let's hope to let's hope to Jesus, let's hope to whoever's up. Let's let's hope to humanity's sake that we never have to have this conversation or this go through this again. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let 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 this be the end of the predators in hockey. Um, and, and it, uh, I, 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 there's no words for it. I'm I'm sorry. Um, you guys have done a tremendous job covering it so far. I'll let you finish it off, but, um, sorry to leave early. Um, Kyle beach, Bravo to you. And, and and just know that, you know, we, 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 we have your back going forward and Kyle beach for the Masterson. And that's how I'll leave it. Um, Mm -hmm. I gotta, I gotta jet boys. I'm sorry um and, and enjoy the rest of the show and uh Dwayne, i'll talk to you later steve as always my friend take care boys okay
1: not a problem cully. cully we'll see uh, yeah steve i i know we kind of like you know muted you almost there for a minute uh just before i continue on with my thoughts and we close out things out here let's go i'd like to i'd love to hear your thoughts on the whole situation
2: i mean there have been so many people talking about it i'd I think pretty notably that the Steve Dangle podcast has been doing a pretty tremendous job bringing people like myself up to speed on what's been happening to me because uh, as a guy who's at a nine to five every day, there's a lot of things on hockey Twitter that I miss and I need a show like the Steve Dangle podcast to bring me back up to speed. All the things I had to let buzz in my pocket until five, six o'clock. And by then you're trying to read through a novel of information. But that said at the end of the day, Five men in a boardroom ruined the life of a 20-year-old in the name of glory for a Stanley Cup, for a a fucking trophy, which, don't get me wrong, it's an impressive thing to win, but they prioritized a piece of fucking metal over a human life, and because they did that, more lives were forever fucking altered, warped, and made worse because they allowed aldrich to do what he did they gave him a letter of recommendation to continue doing it elsewhere after they were through with him and I, i obviously i don't understand how you could possibly try to pursue that from a legal standpoint when you know just how in the fucking wrong you are and i also just don't know how from a moral standpoint you can continue to feel like you've won anything
1: no, you're you're absolutely right, man. Um, it's it's infuriating. Uh, you know the letter of recommendation is repulsive. Knowing the fact that he went on to be uh, you know a coach with USA Hockey right after that, and apparently Don Fear uh, knew about it and had every opportunity to handle it uh, at the highest of levels and chose not to. And apparently he's going on his league wide tour and. Players are, according to this is according to Rick Westhead, uh, players are drafting out questions, uh, direct questions to Don Fear to you know ask him why you know essentially why are you qualified anymore after learning this and how you didn't didn't report this when you directly knew and it's been proven proven that you knew why why are you at all qualified to run the players union anymore? Um, it was his job to handle it. He did he failed to handle it um he knew 10 years ago and he didn't do anything. It's disgusting. Um, that's his job. he's supposed to represent the players. Well Kyle Beach was a player uh, he, he he abandoned Kyle peach, uh, Kyle, peach Kyle Beach Kyle Beach uh, um, you know Joe Quenville abandoned Kyle Beach. Stan Bowman abandoned Kyle Beach. you know the NHL abandoned Kyle Beach. It's disgusting. It has no place. In not like like you said, winning Stanley Cups, winning hockey games, accolades—it doesn't go before human decency and doing what's right. And that's exactly what they failed to do. They didn't do what was right here. It's disgusting. Uh, for, they've had eleven years to rect to to in, not rectify what they did, but try and give this guy some type of solace and give like you know just say hey. This was wrong. We, we have to. We have to be accountable for this. And not nobody could just stand up and do the right thing. They laid their beds, laid their heads on their pillows at night, knowing that they ruined this kid's life. They derailed his hockey career before it could even get started. And that's why, you know, I don't care if he never played in the NHL. Kyle Beach deserves the Bill Masterton Trophy more than anybody else in the history of this league or anybody who's ever won it tell me I'm wrong because I'm not and the, the amount of courage and bravery it took for him to get behind a camera after he was essentially outed anyway in the initial report um, to get behind a camera to, with with Rick Westhead and bravo to Rick Westhead for how he handled that if there's a Pulitzer Prize in Canada for writing and, and, and journalism Rick Westhead absolutely deserves it there's nobody else because the way he's handled this whole process from the very beginning and has kept Kept people up to date and helped helped keep people accountable. That guy is at, is almost just as much of a, a journalistic hero as anybody I've ever come across because he took he put the player first. You know he took a risk by doing this, and you know it's paying off for Kyle Beach. It's it, you know, the guy is finally getting that solace. He, it's all he's ever wanted. He's wanted the people who ruined his life and caused this guy to go down the, the roads of alcohol and drug abuse. To deal with the PTSD he was dealing with, you know, because of guys like Rick Westhead, uh, he's getting that opportunity to finally begin to heal. And it's not easy. Again, I mentioned earlier, I haven't fully healed from the things that I've been through. And, it, you know, and again, this isn't about me. But I just know firsthand, to an extent, what that guy's been through his entire life. And it sucks. It sucks. The depression you go through, it sucks. And I just, I feel so bad for him. And it makes me seriously... I get emotional just thinking about it. Anybody who's followed me on Twitter, you've seen it. I'm very outspoken about, it, and for good reason. Again, I have skin in this game, and it's just—it's so—it's it, so infuriating. It, it makes me so sad to know that this guy was just just abandoned for a decade, abandoned by the game he loves. About his, the, the dream he had of playing in the NHL, he was abandoned. And they're still trying to fight him on it. And it's it's sickening, man. It is absolutely sickening.
2: Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. It there too many synonyms you can throw at it, but it's just abhorrent and unconscionable. Again, we you know. And yeah, some of the players could've spoken up. It's I I have a hard time believing that there are people in that locker room that didn't know. But at the same time, some of them are also children. It's, you know, I I can understand their fear and apprehension to speaking out, at least from the player standpoint. But ultimately, this was brought to the people that were in charge, the people who had power, not only within their organization, but within the league as a whole, to make this situation right. And they failed him.
1: All of their names should be erased from that Stanley Cup, not just Bradley I, Aldrich.
2: I actually like Sean McAdoo's tweet that rather than just erasing them completely, that they should be X'd out. So that way future generations will ask, Why are those names Xed out? And then the story has to be retold so we don't just Forget.
1: Don't forget about it. We don't that's just how, erase
2: it and forget this ever happened. That's
1: how, that's how these things happen again. You forget about them. I mentioned earlier, uh, again, I think his name is Marcus Cruz with uh, Toronto. What he went through uh, essentially ended up committing uh, suicide. Um, Martin Cruz, I'm sorry. Was it Martin Cruz? Yes, Martin, I, I, Cruz. Martin Cruz. i I Sorry for Marcus. Martin Cruz. Uh, just What he went through and it essentially ended up uh, ending his life. But that's the thing. Is I couldn't remember the exact exact name. I remember Leslie Cruz, but that just was a show. But people didn't remember. People, the NHL has been through this before. You know, in Toronto, one of the most you know you know polarizing uh, uh, teams in hockey, in the Toronto Maple Leafs that happened there, and people forgot. And you can't let them forget. We cannot let them forget. This has to be. Uh, you have to move forward for the sake of hockey, for the sake of the culture of the game. You have, to, you have to learn from this. Um, it's disgusting that it's gotten to this point, uh, but we have to learn from this. And, you know, for future victims, future survivors, the, the, his victims and the survivors of Bradley Aldrich after the fact, after Chicago allowed him with letter of recommendation to go get other positions in hockey to continue to work with kids. You cannot let the people who are responsible for that, the, guy, the Stan Bowman, the Joel Quenvilles, the ch- ch- chilla day offs. You can't let them forget what they did. They shouldn't ever have to forget. I almost want to tattoo it tattooed on their fucking foreheads, what they did and how they handled this. And they should never, ever, ever work in hockey at any level ever again. Banned, blacklisted, done.
2: Yeah, I don't see how any of them should be paid millions of dollars to work in this sport ever again.
1: Ever again. Ever again. And you know.
2: I don't want these people pumping my fucking gas, let alone yeah, in charge of something that involves children, teenagers.
1: Agreed. It's, it's disgusting. It's so, fucked up. Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, uh, on a lighter note, the Sabres don't play again until Sunday night against a broken Los Angeles Kings team, team that's struggling. I believe they started 1-5-1, I believe it was, to start the season. I believe. Yeah. They have the opposite
2: um, record that we had last. Yes.
1: Night. Yep. And, uh, uh, you know, Drew Doughty, I believe is out of the lineup and another one of their younger players of more important skill players out of the lineup. So it's, uh, they're going to, uh, have a tough time. I think with Buffalo, I think I'm assuming you'll probably see Cal Peterson and that, um, or Johnny quick. I'm not sure which, which of the two, but, uh, um I, I think there's a real good opportunity for Buffalo by the end of this road trip to be you know eight one and one um you know come I think I think they should beat San Jose I think they should beat Seattle and I think they should beat la so um, a lot of fun to be had over the next week
2: yeah uh, I think I think uh yeah. Buffalo sports fans are gonna have a pretty uh amazing Halloween in that regard because uh I don't I, I don't think that matchup against the uh the Dolphins for the Bills is going to be all that nah. much more challenging. <laughs> no. no, I agree. Uh, so
1: that's that's I that's agree. Definitely
2: pretty reassuring. So uh,
1: it's fun to talk about the Sabers in this in in this light. You know that they're 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 good.
2: So they, they, they look
1: like they're good. So um, yeah. with that being said, guys, this has been episode seventy five. of two goalies, one Mike. Remember is brought to you by Outlet Lager. Remember that's the place to buy a case. Uh, and uh, you know just. Let's go Sabres and Kyle Beach. You are an inspiration. You are a hero, not just in hockey, but to sexual abuse, assault, rape, uh, survivors, victims and survivors everywhere. And um, your, your name is the one that should be on the Stanley Cup, not the ones that uh, abandoned you uh, in your time of need. And I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Um, my heart goes out to you, to your family, and anyone who's been on this difficult journey with you, and I'm so happy that your your path to recovery and your path to healing is is beginning now. It's still gonna be difficult, but yeah, I'm I'm happy. And um, I'm I, I mentioned uh, earlier, uh, you know, on a not not on the show, but I think on Twitter that I'm gonna seek out and find a way to buy a Kyle Beach jersey um, you know, with this German team because. Uh, honestly, that's the only jersey I want to wear right now because he's the most courageous individual hockey has ever seen. Truth. So this was episode 75 of Two Goalies, One Mike. Again, remember, uh, brought to you by Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. Uh, And, you know, we will talk to you later. Uh, Let's go Sabres. you know, they just got done with the first two nights of this season. It's been phenomenal. We get Gretzky back. Gretzky and Barkley. It's it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. So we are gonna have so much to talk about this year. Thanks for hopping on with us. Thanks for listening to this episode. And we will talk to you soon.